Welcome to the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a great start to your Tuesday. It's hard to believe we almost are through the middle of July, but once again, we are here. And so obviously, we're less than three weeks away from the 2000 and 2021 NBA draft where we are going to cover all things Grizzlies and draft coverage related leading up to the 2021 NBA draft. In this episode yesterday, I talked about some names that certainly could impact how the draft board, draft board falls for the Grizzlies and a few names that could fall as a result. But in this episode, I'm going to talk about another variant when it comes to the NBA draft, a name that has been seen in many places. None, not many, have had him fall to 17, but several mock drafts have had him fall at the very end of the lottery, right outside the lottery, but also in the top 10, and that is UConn guard James Booknight. In my opinion, someone that certainly makes sense as an ideal target for the Memphis Grizzlies because of his scoring potential, and we'll break that all down in today's episode. In the first segment, look at the two things that really stand out about Booknight. In the second segment, look at some of his other strengths and weaknesses that complete his prospect profile. In the third segment, we'll look at why he makes sense for Memphis and what it will take to potentially get him in Memphis. Of course, you can find the show at Locked on Grizz, myself at StatsSAC on Twitter. My name is Sean Coleman. I've been covering the Grizzlies now for three years over at Grizzly Bear Blues. I've been covering, he have been giving you the latest Grizzlies news perspectives and insights. Everything Grizzlies, your Grizzlies every day since April of 2020. Credentialed media member of the Grizzlies of every single minute I get to talk about the Memphis Grizzlies. We ask that you follow myself on Twitter as well as the show and listen to the podcast wherever it's available. Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you choose to listen to podcasts, that's where the show will be located. I want to remind you that this show is sponsored by Michelob Ultra. Coming up, we're going to have the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. It's only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Make sure to stay tuned for the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. So obviously, last week I gave my top 15 players in either trade-up scenarios or if the Grizzlies stayed at 15 that I hope Memphis would really target as additions to the Grizzlies roster moving forward. And at number two on that list was UConn guard James Booknight. And it should not take long if you have watched highlights of Booknight for it to stand out why. The number one reason why I would love for him to be a Memphis Grizzly is the alpha mentality as a scorer, something that this Grizzlies team certainly does need. Now, obviously, they have that in John Moran, and they have different versions of scores who can get you points in Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson, and others. But when it comes to a confident three-level scorer who wants the responsibility on him to score at all three levels as much as he can, it's hard to find many prospects in this draft who do it as consistently and at times as well as James Booknight. Look at his past season, for instance. He only played 15 games due to injuries, but in those 15 games, Booknight averaged over five free throws and over five three-point attempts per game. What that shows is, is that he knows how to both attack the rim and also be able to recognize when it makes sense to take a shot from distance. And the other big thing is, is that he's not just someone despite 
not being the biggest guy when it comes to a guard. He's not someone that is afraid to attack the rim. Again, while it was over five three free throws per game, over five threes per game, and nearly six shots at the rim per game. By the way, he made nearly 63% of those shots at the rim. Now, again, he's not a physical specimen, but when you want to talk about the resourcefulness of a score, being able to go to the rim and make a play, that's what stands out about Book Knight. His body control, the fact that he's not afraid of contact, the fact that he's perfectly fine with going to the free throw line if that's an option, but also the balance that he has, the contortion ability that he has in the air to make his shot on a consistent basis, it stands out, and that's what makes him a three-level scorer. The mentality also is there is that he knows that he, he wants the ball in the big moments. He had over a 30% usage rate this year. Again, it was only in 15 games, but though he didn't play with the most talented players, he wanted the ball in his hands consistently. He is not afraid of the big moments, and he wants to be the guy you know, along with John Moran, if it were to be with the Grizzlies, James Booknight wants to be the guy to be relied upon to make the big shots. And there are times he made many tough shots this past season, made many big shots. He has the mentality and the confidence to make those shots on a consistent basis. But once again, it, the mentality is a wonderful thing. But the ability to be a respectable and reliable three-level scorer also is there as well. And one of the big reasons why is James Booknight is one of the best in this draft class at consistently creating his own shot. Again, he took nearly 11 combined shots at the rim and from three. Over 60% of those shots were created by Booknight. Besides shots at the rim and from three, when it came to his mid-range shots, only one-eighth of those shots were assisted. That shows just how good Book Knight is at creating his own shot, and that's what you need at the next level, right? It's not only a player to have the mentality of taking on the, or who wants the responsibility of taking the big shots and creating his own shots, but it also is a player who you really want to be able to have the ability to do it at any of the three levels, to have the respect, to have a respectable enough approach at all three levels to be a threat, to be someone that the defense has to respect. Now, Book Knight does it in several different ways. His athleticism as well as his quickness as an offensive player stands out both with the ball and without the ball. He's able to find his way to the rim as a cutter, but also as a driver on a consistent basis. Another thing that stands out is that he does have very good ball handling at times. He has very intentful ball, ball handling abilities to create his own shots, step back, hesitation moves, whatever it may be, he can create separation consistently because of how confident, but also how athletic he is. He also knows how to use his athleticism to his advantage. He's got very good fluidity when it comes to his ball handling and his movement. When he is, when he obviously has the mindset of creating his own shot, he knows that he has the quickness and the athleticism to create the separation that's needed to be able to hit his shot consistently. And that's something that stands out about book night on a consistent basis, is that it's the ability to not only create his own shot, but to do it confidently. And he can do it based off what the defense is giving 
giving him. If the defense is, is staying off of him to respect the fact that he can drive, he'll consistently find and take his shot from three. If he knows that the defense is playing up on him or if he's in transition, one of the best go-to moves that he has, it's one of the best in the college game, is a hesitation move. He's very good at not only getting his defender flat-footed, but knowing exactly when that occurs, that's the time to drive past the defender and get to the basket, and that's what can cause, especially in transition, a lot of opportunities for Booknight to be able to get to the rim for a high-percentage shot or get to the foul line because the defender is off balance and has to foul to avoid the shot. And that's another big thing also that stands out as well as far as his projection, is that because of his ball handling ability, because of his mentality of wanting the ball in his hands, it's not necessarily a negative when you've already got your high usage playmaker in John Morant. The reason why it's a good thing is because with his ball handling ability and the mentality that he wants the ball in his hands as much as possible, Booknight is someone that has the potential to certainly improve his playmaking. His numbers were not that impressive in college when it came to his playmaking, but the big thing is, is that there's plenty of potential for that to develop, especially in a system like Memphis where passing is very much emphasized. So the mentality that you want in a player is there. The volume of of shots that you want from a college player is certainly there that shows that a prospect can find his own shot and also is confident in knowing that he'll get his shot. But the big thing that stands out about James Booknight is that there are many different ways he can be a resourceful three-level score, something any team in the NBA could certainly use, but especially Memphis, who has a big need for resourceful shot creators at all three levels, and especially those that can also get to the line on a regular basis. So this all sounds good, right? It all sounds really positive. Why then is someone who has this much resourcefulness as a scorer and creating his own shot, why is he not a consensus top 10 pick? Well, the thing is, is that when it comes to his shot itself, James Booknight wasn't all that accurate. And outside of his ability as a scorer, there are some questions of where he'll add value at the next level. He has plenty of potential to, but will he consistently? We'll look at that a bit more in the second segment. It's time to name our Michael Bolter Player of the Week, and I know that I did it just a few weeks ago when I was supporting Desmond Bain and Xavier Tillman when it came to trying to show why they should be in contention for NBA All-Rookie First and Second Team honors. But this week, I want to highlight them as Players of the Week for their efforts off the court. Um, Xavier Tillman recently um, gave a lot of effort. He showed appreciation for Many of the Grizzlies staff members, you know, worked with them, gained knowledge on the everyday operations of the Grizzlies. And Desmond Bain, this upcoming Saturday, is going to be putting on a great campaign to support youth around the city, supporting them with free back-to-school goods and things like that. You can find more information at memphisgrizzlies.com. But the big thing about it is, is that it just once again shows how special this culture is when it comes to this team. They not only love playing with each other, but they love playing in the city that hosts them, and that, of course, is Memphis. And, of course, that creates joy, happiness, enjoyment, not only on the roster, not only in the organization and the franchise, but also in the city of Memphis itself. And when it comes to joy, happiness, and enjoyment, if you want all those feelings while you're watching your favorite sports teams play, do it with a nice glass of Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Joy creates success. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. Make sure you, the next time that you watch your favorite sports team play, especially if it's the Grizzlies, you enjoy it with a nice glass of Michelob Ultra.
Don't let the daily don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body. Whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me just trying to make it through the day tension free, Theragun can help. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically collaborated combo of depth, speed, and power. And it's as quiet as an electronic toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't feel, just feel good. It gets the source of the pain, gets to the source of the pain by releasing t- tension. Using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60 percent deeper than vibration alone. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out an injury or just the stresses of everyday life, there's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. I can also tell you this, when it comes to my own personal experience, my wife and I, we have we have a Theragun um, instrument, and it does amazing work when it comes to really getting to the root of the problem, if there's aches, pains, stress, whatever it may be. So from personal experience, this is, can be a great addition to your daily routine. It's not only trusted by me, but 250 professional sports Sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, hundreds of customers, and as I said, myself. Try Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on. Theragun.com slash locked on. Our road to the finals coverage of the NBA Finals today is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. And we can all say this, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. So when it comes to James Booknight, as far as a potential target for the Memphis Grizzlies, his mentality as a scorer, his resourcefulness as a scorer, and the consistency that he has at finding his own shot truly do stand out when it comes to his game. But there are other parts of his game that are certainly encouraging. For instance, this past season, though he is not the biggest built of frame, he does, for the, in, in the same way that he can use his athleticism and high-flying ability at the rim on offense, he also averaged nearly six rebounds per game as a guard, and that certainly is a big boost when it comes to what he can do. He also averaged 1.5 offensive rebounds per game both in, in both his years at UConn. So Booknight knows how to use his athleticism and his leaping ability to be able to get rebounds, and especially with what he can do once the ball is in his hands, that is a huge, huge benefit because that can get the Grizzlies on the run even more, and potentially if he's playing next to John Moran and others, that could really create problems for the defense. The other thing is, is that this past season, he also averaged 1.1 steals per game, up from 0.8 his first season at UConn. At 43 total games, he had 38 steals. So Book Knight does show the ability to be able to know how to create turnovers. Now, does he do it consistently? Not necessarily. And that is one thing that stands out when it comes to, you know, some things that, you know, can be improved upon when it comes to James Book Knight. Defensive ability is there. He is an instinctful, aware defender who can create turnovers. He can use his athleticism as a way to deter his opposition from being able to get positioning where they can get a shot off or to be able to drive. He also can recover well. If someone were to make a move on him to create separation for a shot, his leaping ability allows for him to still be able to contest shots from deep, and he also can recover as well if his man 
were to beat him. But his energy effort on defense at times can be a bit lacking. He can be beat by an off-ball cutter. He can be taken out of plays with screens. He can be over-aggressive, perhaps foul a bit too much, or try to commit, close out a bit too without much discipline and take himself out of plays. Those are certainly traits of a young player. But with his ability and his athleticism that he's shown that he can that where he shows he can make an impact on defense, you obviously would love for him to do it on a consistent basis. A few other areas of improvement for Book Knight are certainly this. Obviously, the ball handling and the mentality of wanting the ball in his hands is a positive. But when his shot is not there, and James Booknight is put in a situation where he needs to add value as a playmaker, there certainly was some things lacking during his time at UConn. In 43 games, he had an assist-to-turnover ratio of 63 assists to 92 turnovers. Now, a lot of that is simply understood as a young player trying to do too much, and that certainly makes sense. He also was not surrounded by the best, you know, talent around him. That also impacts his ability to create assists and have high playmaking grades. But you certainly want the decision-making to improve. Overall, in his career, he averaged 1.5 assists to 2.2 2.1 turnovers per game. So his assist to turnover ratio is certainly something you would like to see improved, especially if you were to trust him as being someone that can lead the offense with John Morant off the court or potentially with John Morant off ball. You certainly want to improve Book Knight to improve his ability to become a reliable source of playmaking and secondary playmaking moving forward. Now, the great thing about Book Knight is is that he had a very impressive percentage when it came to finishing his shots at the rim. For his career, he also shot 80% from the free throw line on over four attempts per game, which is highly encouraging for the long-term projection of his shot. But this past year, James Book Knight shot 44% from the field. He shot two, he and he also shot 29.3%. From three. And the thing about it is this is that one unique thing about Book Knight is that it was his catch and shoot three pointers where he struggled far more than on his pull up three pointers. Yesterday, we discussed, or, or when over this past Saturday, when I talked about Trey Murphy of Virginia, there was a significant difference. He was significantly more act. Uh, he was significantly more accurate on catch and shoot threes versus off the dribble threes because for Murphy, it, he was a lot more fluid when he caught the ball and shot it than when he created his own shot. Well, it's a bit of a different story when it comes to Book Knight. Book Knight's fluidity when it comes to creating his own shot allows for his mechanics to be quick and easy and repeatable and accurate. So his accuracy from three is actually a lot better when he creates his own shot versus in catch-and-shoot situations. That's something you certainly can work with. As a matter of fact, you probably want the player profile to be the player to be much more comfortable with their form creating off creating their own shot versus catch-and-shoot. You obviously want them comfortable in both situations, but the accuracy on his shot also is something that stands out as not necessarily being where you would want it to be. It certainly leaves a little bit to be desired when you consider you know, his numbers, his accuracy, versus players like a Trey Murphy, like a Corey Kispert, like a Chris Duarte. But then again, you also realize that with Book Knight, he also had significantly more of his shots created by himself instead of created by others. So there's some good with some bad. There's clearly 
clearly a skill set that is highly, highly adaptable to the NBA game. And there also is plenty of talent to not only make it work immediately, but also to improve as time goes on. But for Booknight, when it comes to what he will become in the NBA, three big swing swing areas of skills. The, the three areas that are really going to determine, you know, whether he's someone that basically is a bench igniter, a, a microwave type scorer off the bench, or whether he is a significant scoring option as a starter, as a two guard, are his ability to to limit his turnovers and become a better playmaker. Obviously, the accuracy of his shot, and furthermore, can he give consistent effort on defense? Those are the three areas that really stand out. Him being able to find ways to add value outside of his shot, being able to hit the shot more accurately, and obviously, when the shot's not there, making the right decisions to make plays for his teammates and not turn the ball over. So obviously, there's plenty to be encouraged about when it comes to James Booknight, but also areas where there certainly needs to be improvement for him to truly be a valuable NBA player. With all that being said, he certainly has a skill set that meets a few needs for the Grizzlies when it comes to additions to their future core. But how aggressive should the Grizzlies be when it comes to seeing if they could add him to this roster. Coming up, I'll discuss what exactly it's going to take and how likely it is the Grizzlies will look to make a move for a player of Book Knight's profile. Obviously, as we continue our draft coverage when it comes to the Grizzlies in the 2021 NBA draft, we're talking about them adding parts to their current roster that can make it look better and run better as a unit moving forward. Well, that's something you certainly want to make sure is always true about your car. It's running the best that it can because its parts are working. But if a part's not working, I can tell you the one place to go to make sure that you get a working part, and that's rockauto.com. Number one, it's very easy to use. Within a few clicks of the button, you're going to find what you need. And the reason why, regardless of make and model and the specific part that you need, rockauto.com is likely to have it. Whether you're someone like me who has to have others do car repairs for you, you do your own repairs, or you do repairs for others for a living, rockauto.com is a great source because it allows for you to be able to find what you need at an economically feasible cost. This is a family-owned business. They've been in business for over 20 years. They know that car parts fall out of budget, so they certainly try their best to make sure that car parts are as economically friendly as possible. When you go to rockauto.com, let them know the Locked On Podcast Network sent you. rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Starting July 19th, the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey will begin. And I can tell you this, we've already completed... The, the, the ultimate mock draft, and I'm very, very excited for the results as a Grizzlies fan. Featuring an, an analysis from the GOAT of NBA mock drafts, Chad Ford, and Odyssey NBA experts Brian Scalabrini and former general manager Ryan McDonough, our Locked On NBA local experts will make selections and trades for your favorite basketball teams throughout this week-long special event. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y, Odyssey. So looking at James Booknight versus a player like Trey Murphy... It basically, they're kind of polar opposites in key areas when it comes to prospect analysis. With Trey Murphy, you have a low usage, 
accurate shooter in catch-and-shoot situations with obvious upside as a defender. In James Booknight, who also is a big wing, in James Booknight, you have an off-guard, three-level scorer who's not that accurate but is very good at creating his own shot, very much wants to be a high-usage player and is someone that's, uh, that shoots better by creating his own shot versus catch-and-shoot situations. The reason why James Booknight in this situation is the more valuable player is because that is a more rare combination of skills to see. Yes, he probably has more areas of his game where he needs to be able to improve to add value across the board than a player like Trey Murphy. But the skills that he already has shown the ability ability to be significantly good at at the next level, they're highly, highly valuable. So why would the Grizzlies really want to look at another potential two-guard type prospect with what they've already got invested in the two guards that they have? Well, simply put, it's because Book Knight's ability as a three-level scorer Book Knight's ability as someone that can create for himself and with his ball handling has the potential in Taylor Jenkins' system to create for others. And also the fact that you can get all that on a controllable contract, I really think that that's a reason why the Grizzlies would should make it a priority to target Book Knight if it made sense. Now, the thing about it is this, is that they're likely going to have to trade up to do it. And there's a good chance that James Booknight can go in the top 10 for the same reasons that I mentioned. His ability as a three-level scorer and his ability to create his own shot and obviously the confident mentality that he has, all those things make him attractive to any team, especially a rebuilding team that really wants to find a good source of offense for its core moving forward. You could see Orlando. And you could see teams like Charlotte, for instance. You could see a team like um, New Orleans, San Antonio. Any of those teams would probably love to have James Booknight. But if the case is, is that, as I mentioned yesterday, perhaps a few of these other talents that we may not expect right now to go in the lottery, if they start going to the lottery, James Booknight is someone that could fall. And if that's the case, the Grizzlies could likely put a package together to trade up to get him. And again, I do understand that the Grizzlies already have a crowded group of two guards to play next to John Morant. But once again, I don't think any of them have the ability to create their own shot as consistently as James Booknight, nor do I think any of them have the athleticism to really create a nightmare one-two combination with John Morant like Booknight does. I understand that the Grizzlies have a need for a big wing, and if that type of player is certainly there, if you get a Moses Moody, who's someone that's there, if you get a Corey Kispert, if you get a Franz Wagner, and you feel that those guys are on the same level for Booknight, at that point, fit probably does make a difference, and so go after that player if you feel the conviction, if you're the Grizzlies, that that wing is going to be at the level or above book night moving forward. But I do not feel that the Grizzlies should let the fact that they've already got plenty of two guards on the roster prevent them from highly valuing what book night can offer. The Grizzlies are still in a position where I think that they need to favor value, upside, and the ability to address long-term needs of this roster, which is shot creation and just overall sources of scoring. 
I think they need to find that wherever they can, especially in someone with the upside of Book Knight and someone that they can also create, that they can control long term with his scoring ability. Because if Book Knight were for some reason was just to remain a scorer and he doesn't really turn into a creator, a very popular pro comparison for him is Jordan Clarkson. That could absolutely be something that the Grizzlies would love to have. You see many of the contending teams that are right now in the playoffs and that are in the finals, they have those type of players. They have those type of microwave scoring options off the bench because it can allows the offense to remain consistent. And that's the overall thing that I'll hang my hat on when it comes to James Booknight. Why I had him ranked so highly in my top 15 last week is because I feel there are very few prospects that regardless of if they hit their if they hit the low side of their projection or the high side of their projection i feel there are very few prospects in this draft who are, who would be able to come into memphis and be a better help to the grizzlies in terms of making their offense more consistent i do feel that book night is probably the prospect or one of the most likely prospects to make a Therese Halliburton type impact in terms of being an instant source of offense whenever he's on the court. Now, a lot of people feel that Book Knight, if he hits and he hits well, he could be the guy that turns into the Donovan Mitchell or the CJ McCollum or someone of that ilk from this draft class. I don't know if he ever becomes that good, but at the end of the day, it's very hard to find as resourceful of a three-level score and as consistent of a shot creator in the draft like you have in James Booknight. For that reason, he's likely going to go high in the draft. I do think he probably goes in the top 12. If it's towards that 11 of 12 area, I think the Grizzlies probably could look to trade up for him. If not, though, if it's higher than that, I can understand completely why the Grizzlies wouldn't want to pay the price. But at the end of the day, I do think that even though he plays a position that already is well represented on the Grizzlies roster, the overall upside that Book Knight offers as a three-level scorer, shot creator, and, 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 and just very confident mentality to compare with John Morant, that is a highly, highly attractive type of prospect that would be an ideal fit and an ideal target for this Grizzlies team. And if the situation presented itself, where they can pay a reasonable price to move up to get him in the draft, I think they should be all over it. So at the end of the day, I don't know how much percentage chance I give. I don't really know if Book Knight is going to last long enough on the board for the Grizzlies to pay a price that they're comfortable with to go up and get him. So I would say it's more likely than not that James Book Knight is taken well before the Grizzlies are ready to make a move on draft night. But at the end of the day, for that reason, that's why I feel he is a very sensible trade-up target for this Memphis Grizzlies team and one that I think anybody who cheers for the Grizzlies would love to see the Grizzlies be aggressive in getting when it comes to draft night. So we talked about several players, and we're going to continue talking about them. We've covered Corey Kispert. Chris Duarte, Trey Murphy, and now James Booknight. Several players that continue to make sense for the Grizzlies in this 2021 draft when it comes to trade up, staying at 17, or trade back scenarios. We're going to continue that later this week. But I am a very big fan of James Booknight's game. I do think that he would make a lot of sense as an addition to this Grizzlies roster, and it'll be very interesting to see how the Grizzlies might look to target players of 
Book Knight's profile, even if they may not get Book Knight himself. Thanks so much for listening. Again, we certainly want to ask, follow the show at Locked on Grizz, myself at Stats SAC. My name's Sean Coleman. It's been a pleasure being with you again here on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. Listen to the podcast wherever you can, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the Odyssey app. That's where we will be. Until next time, we'll talk to you again soon here on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast.